Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's a bombing in Kabul. Four U.S. Marines are dead. This took place earlier this morning. And yet we have not heard from the President of the United States, nor have we heard from the Vice President, nor have we heard from the Press Secretary. The State Department has canceled their briefings. Four Americans are dead. Four Marines are dead. I'm sorry, Producer Ari, did the number just go up? This is not official. I want to confirm. I'm just seeing it on Fox News. It says at least 10 U.S. service members killed in Kabul. But again, we're still waiting for more information, but that is the latest as of this moment. It's been a radically fluid situation. The four Marines were confirmed by Fox News, by the Wall Street Journal. It was the statement, if you go back and look at the statement that the Pentagon had put out from the press secretary, John Kirby, we can confirm that a number of U.S. service members were killed in today's complex attack. They didn't put out a number. The bombing by a group called ISIS-K, me, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz, the phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. They didn't put out a number. So as we're getting these reports, we started with hearing about three U.S. Marines injured, never mind scores of Afghans who were killed or injured in this bombing attack. Then that number went to four. Then we learned that four Marines were killed. That number could indeed be higher, as always happens in these cases. The numbers come by quick. They change. They move. And we're going to bring every last bit of it to you as we can. ISIS-K being held responsible for this attack. ISIS-K, a part of ISIS, an offshoot of ISIS that has been in the nation for years. Not affiliated with Al-Qaeda, not affiliated with the Taliban. As was described by Jackie Heinrich of Fox News to me and our communication, the objective was mass casualties and chaos. Seeing if the United States would bug out earlier, possibly, to create more hostages. And we should be clear, there is a hostage situation going on. Americans are being held hostage. In Afghanistan, they are unable to leave. We have heard that flights had continued for a while. I do not know if they are continuing now as evacuations continue. None of this would have happened if we had evacuated properly months ago. This is where everything falls on Joe Biden. He is responsible. The bombing took place at the Abbey Gate, A-B-B-E-Y, the Abbey Gate, that main entrance to Hamid Karzai International Airport, the airport there in Kabul where people have been gathering by the tens of thousands to try and get on planes and get out of the country. A bomb went off there. Another bomb went off a few blocks away at what's known as the Baron Hotel, B-A-R-O-N, the Baron Hotel. The size of those blasts was measurable. Was this somebody wearing a suicide vest? Was this in a van? Those are things we will get more answers to. But you're talking about areas that had a tremendous amount of people concentrated into the space, making it easier. 
for those targets to do the most damage. I bring this up while bringing up the words of Cindy McCain. Yes, the wife of the late Senator John McCain, who decided that it was her job to support Joe Biden. I want you to hear the quote. He will be a commander-in-chief that the finest fighting force in the history of the world can depend on because he knows what it is like to send a child off to fight. It was obvious then, as it is obvious now, that Joe Biden is not up to the task and Joe Biden is no leader. Why people felt the need to lie in order to get Donald Trump out of office is something that is beyond me. But yet it happened. And I would say, I will, I will clearly say the same of Cindy McCain. She knew she was lying when she wrote it. Now, I will admit, Cindy McCain had no effect on me in the election. I don't. I wasn't about to listen to her. I don't listen to Meghan McCain, especially when it comes to their father or, or husband. Please, how could you be impartial? It's your dad or it's your husband. You're gonna, you're, you, you love what you love, and that, that's that. But she lied to a lot of people right there because it was clear that Joe Biden was nothing more than a lifetime of mistakes on foreign policy. And it was clear a month ago that Joe Biden was a mistake and was making mistakes when it came to the withdrawal in Afghanistan. Not the idea of withdrawing, that's something we can agree or disagree about, but how he has withdrawn. That is the conversation. And now, for all we were told about having things under control, remember it was Jen Psaki just a couple of days ago who wanted us to know how great things were going, how terrific things were going. As a matter of fact, total success. Is there any concern that maybe trying to reach this deadline and get everybody out, uh, mistakes are being made now that there is a report that at least one of the Afghans evacuated to Qatar uh, has suspected ISIS ties? Well, first, I would say we have a stringent vetting process, which includes uh, background checks before any individual comes to the United States. Uh, so I can't speak to one individual, but I can tell you and, and confirm for you that we take the vetting of any individual who comes to the United States and, and comes out incredibly seriously. Um, and it's an extensive process. Uh, I would say that this is now on track, Peter, to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. Uh, so, and that is uh, bringing American citizens out. It is bringing our Afghan partners out. It is bringing allies out. Uh, so, no, I would not say that is anything but a success. Okay. They don't know how to just rationally have a conversation. We're going to work, we're going to keep working, we're going to work till all Americans who want to be out are out because there are some Americans who want to stay. That, that is just true. That is, that is factual. There are some Americans who want to stay. We'd be, we'd be lying if, if we said otherwise. But we have four dead Marines and we don't have the president speaking. And so we are clear with each other, guys, so we are always friends. We have four dead Marines who were murdered because of the policies of Joe Biden. Now, I blame the terrorists. I blame the terrorists. 
But we don't get to this place without Joe Biden's failures, without his ignorance as a commander in chief, without what I consider his flat out hate of those people who serve the nation. More interested in getting out of the war than in these people's lives. I'll say it anywhere, anytime, no questions. The people who are then going to go out there and say, well, uh, we never should have been in Afghanistan in the first place. If you say that, I guarantee you that you're a terrible person who has never sexually satisfied your partner. That's how little I think of you. Because that's not the subject. It is so important to stay on target, stay on task, stay in the focus. The subject is not what you thought of the war in Afghanistan. I argue we clearly didn't train the Afghani military properly. That's still not the subject. The subject is how we did this. How we pulled out. Because even if we have trained the Afghani military improperly, which seems pretty obvious to me. Seems pretty obvious to me. We still could have pulled out in a way that kept Americans safe and kept the military safe, and you would have done it over months. Instead, we get people out there who say things like this. This is David Rothkopf. I do not know who David Rothkopf is. R-O-T-H-K-O-P-F. Proud father, husband of someone... Deep State Radio, he's got a book called Traitor, contributing columnist to the Daily Beast and Board of Contributors to USA Today. Oh, okay. And he's got the book Traitor is all about Donald Trump. And and, and what's his, his, his tweet? For those of us who don't know, the Taliban, all of them together, plus, Al-Qaeda fight, plus every Al-Qaeda fighter in the world. So the Taliban, he writes, all of them put together, plus every Al-Qaeda fighter in the world, do not pose the threat to the United States that Trump or Trumpist extremists do. Let's maintain our perspective. 15,000 people liked that tweet. You understand that's dumb, right? You understand that's the kind of ignorance that got four Marines killed, right? When you focus on things that aren't real for your political purposes, you avoid looking at the things that are indeed real. The Taliban is real. And they're killers. Al-Qaeda is real, and they're killers. You may be just getting introduced to ISIS-K. They're killers. And yes, they're far more dangerous than Donald Trump or my dad who voted for him. My dad can't walk from here to the bathroom without getting winded. But you're right. He's more dangerous than Al-Qaeda. You know what kind of low-rent schmuck you are to say that? You're the kind of low-rent schmuck who writes books about Donald Trump being a traitor and 15,000 people on Twitter eat it up. As opposed to saying, well, that's I don't like Trump, but that's dumb. See how easy that is? All right, I don't like Trump. Well, that's dumb. Like, that's all somebody would have to say to that. You would know that that's ridiculous. Somebody said, oh, that's right. That's right. Trump extremists clearly worse. Trump. You know, it's Antifa that goes around punching people in the face and bear spraying them. It's, it's not the Trump people. Well, they, they, they went after the Capitol. 
you know, some of them got invited into the Capitol, but they didn't have any weapons and they didn't kill four Marines. Well, well, January 6th, irrational people and irrational minds, worthless you know, sometimes it is it is a wonder. Uh, you do have to wonder whether or not the country can uh, can be uh, put together. Can it be held together? This this division is is mighty mighty great. And then there are times that you realize this division is great for a reason, and a little bit because it has to be because the differences are so unbelievably glaring. You don't have to talk about Trump like he walked on water. Worse than Al-Qaeda? Clearly, somebody should say to him from the Democratic Party, yeah, that's dumb. Of course you're wrong. No one does that. Meanwhile, here's what we know for fact. Joe Biden's policies led to dead Americans. And as is being reported, we can confirm four Marines have been killed. There are reports that 10 Marines, 10 U.S. service members have been killed. The statement from the Pentagon leaves open the number of military members killed in this bombing at Kabul airport. The reports are fluctuating, and until we get a confirmation, we are going with the number four. If that number changes... And I hope it doesn't. I'll bring it to you. I'm Tony Katz. All right, I got to go a little bit back to a story I was just talking about regarding Don Lemon and mask mandates because... I've had enough people email me, and I appreciate every time somebody shares something with me. Tony at TonyCats.com. I'm super appreciative. It's very important. That's how this works. Right? Me, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. And I was talking about Don Lemon mocking parents who oppose mask mandates. And this is what he said. And then there is a school board meeting in South Carolina. And the outrageous bogus conspiracy theory that the CDC is somehow plotting to turn schools into concentration camps. The CDC is considering what is called the shielding approach to prevent COVID-19. It is a plan to shut down schools and to use them as camps to physically isolate men, women, and children. Now, we know that concentration camps or something that the Nazis did. But it can come here at any moment, and we need to be aware. What I said was the use of concentration camp is what I opposed. When you call it a concentration camp, you can't get people to listen to you. But I did not go the step further as I was talking about some other things. There is, on the CDC website, Updated July 26, 2020, interim operational considerations for implementing the shielding approach to prevent COVID-19 infections in humanitarian settings. This document presents considerations from the perspective of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, 
for implementing the shielding approach in humanitarian settings as outlined in guidance documents focused on camps, displaced populations, and low-resource settings. So we understand each other. They admit that the shielding approach aims to reduce the number of severe COVID-19 cases by limiting contact between individuals at higher risk of developing severe disease the general, and the general population. My objection was to the use of the word concentration camp. I never want to put myself in league with Don Lemon and not recognizing what it is that someone is discussing. Don Lemon wants you to believe that the whole thing isn't happening. There's, it's, it's right here. It's right here. How about the idea of neighborhood levels and designated shelter group of, of shelters, five to ten households within a small camper area where high-risk members are grouped together? It is creepy stuff. Now, maybe one could argue, if we're taking ourselves out of a COVID conversation, that this is something that you might game play. But it takes away the very idea that we're Americans with rights, never mind uh, via the Constitution, but God-given, and we don't treat ourselves like subjects. We are not people to be herded up. So why does the government work on things that involves herding up people? Well, it's about keeping everybody safe. What if there's a serious, serious disease? What if there is a serious, serious disease? The constant movement to the idea that the Constitution doesn't exist when there's a serious, serious disease is radical. Radical. And something that I vehemently oppose. The Constitution exists in COVID. The Constitution exists at all times. The Constitution remains... Wokeness, yeah, that can go. That, in a crisis, should disappear. I didn't want anyone to think that I was trying to dismiss this. I'm not dismissing this. It is the use of the term concentration camp. You can get no one to listen to you if you do that. Because that's when you sound, out of your head. And don't try and logic me here. You know that I'm right. I'm discussing how you engage with people. Meanwhile, we're keeping our eyes on Kabul. That death count might climb. If you missed my conversation with Congressman Jim Banks, he responded. And he was angry. That's coming up. This is Tony Katz today. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. We're following the situation in Kabul, a terrorist attack that was being discussed. The U.K. had warned that an attack was imminent. It was a bombing at the Abbey Gate, the main gate there for the Hamid Karzai International Airport in Kabul. A bombing there, a bombing that took place nearby at the Barron Hotel. We have been able to confirm four dead Marines. And, of course, many dead Afghanis. We are seeing reports of approximately 10 dead Marines. We've seen other reports that say at least 10 dead Marines. And then we've seen reports of 11 dead Marines today during this evacuation. An evacuation 
that did not need to be like this. And Joe Biden, the president of the United States, has been completely silent. We have not heard from him. The State Department has canceled their press briefing, and right now there is no press briefing from the White House. It was delayed from noon to 1 o'clock, and it has not happened. Because if it happened, we would have brought it to you here in full. In full. This is obscene. What it is we're watching and we're witnessing. You know, it's funny. I'm scheduled to be at an event tomorrow uh, up in Lafayette. Oh, Bernie Sanders fans, very, very unhappy. I'm at this event to talk about spending and talk about infrastructure. Hey, hey I, I wonder if this, this event changes things because Bernie Sanders is in Lafayette, Indiana because he's having a town hall because he wants to spend more than $3.5 trillion. And this was Americans for Prosperity who, full disclosure, I do work with. I get paid to do work with. I never lie to you guys. Never lie to you guys. And we were, uh, Senator Braun's going to be there. Uh, the Attorney General, Todd Rokita, is going to be there. Just to give a counterpoint to, maybe we shouldn't be engaged in $3.5 trillion of infrastructure spending of money we don't have on things that aren't infrastructure. Just a thought. Oh, and the left has already tell me, told me I want to kill grandma. No, no, no. You making a claim about me is just daftness. Joe Biden got 11 Marines killed. That's a story. That's a story. By the way, 11 might not be the number. As we are discussing this, as we're going over this, I don't know if you can hear producer Ari in my ear right there. We know for fact a confirmation of four. We have heard reports over at Fox News from Brett Baer up to 10. We have then heard people discussing the conversation of 11. We're now hearing a dozen, 12 Marines killed in these attacks in Kabul on the airport. Now, before we had this data, before we had this information, I had the chance to speak with Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana to get his thoughts about what had happened. This is a man who has served in Afghanistan. He has been very, very vocal about what has been happening in this horrific withdrawal that is all Joe Biden's doing. And I asked him his take. Yeah, we, one week ago, Tony, uh, Joe Biden said that there wasn't a serious threat from al-Qaeda or a terrorist group uh, causing harm to Americans. And then look at where we are just one week later, uh, uh, likely uh, a blood shed by Americans this morning and tragic incidents at the Kabul airport. Uh, this was uh, completely predictable. It was avoidable. And uh, to, to tell you that I'm angry about it uh, would be a uh, would, would diminish how I really feel. I'm heartbroken for all of those who are affected. But at this point, uh, we have a situation where the, the, the commander in chief and the, and the military leaders are threatening to pull up stakes and leave and leave over 6,000 Americans behind enemy lines. That's unacceptable. And this president better figure out a way right now to rescue every American and get them out of this country so we don't see more situations even worse in the coming days. Well, we talk about what's coming. There are reports that the purpose of this is to create chaos. Uh, that's what Jackie Heinrich of Fox News reported directly to me, and that there may be more attacks, more of these bombings to come. Is the, Do you know if the purpose of these bombings is to kill Americans, kill Afghanis, or to stop the evacuation from going forward? 
Well, very, it's very likely that these uh, attacks were performed by ISIS-K, which is not a new uh, issue in Afghanistan. We've been, I've, I've been warning about ISIS-K in Afghanistan for almost three years, Tony. As you know, I served there in 2014 and 15. I went back as a member of Congress and led a group when Republicans were still in the majority in late 2018. And the, the general on the ground was General Scotty Miller, who was most recently the general there that just led the led the efforts to to retreat and pull out a few weeks ago? But when General Miller was there, uh, when I was there in November in, in November December of 2018, he was briefing us on ISIS K building up in Kabul as we as as President Trump defeated the ISIS Caliphate and pushed them out of Syria and Iraq. They started to build up in Afghanistan because they saw it as a target rich environment where they could they could have make attacks that would get a lot of visibility but they've been waiting for an american president like joe biden isis k has been waiting for an american president like joe biden to create a chaotic situation like what we've seen happen at the airport to strike and that's exactly what they've gotten uh, this morning and i guarantee you tony I, I hope i'm i hope i'm wrong i will pray that i'm wrong i guarantee you this is just the beginning of a of a dangerous and tumultuous situation that's going to continue to spiral out of control the dangerous and tumultuous situation, sir, is the idea of hostages. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. If this is designed to try and push up evacuation, well, then we will have, as you described and others are describing, thousands of hostages in Afghanistan. The question is, will Joe Biden take a look at this as he sits in the situation room with his advisors and say, I guess we're going back in. Do you, sir, favor adding more troops to the situation and pushing these people back to ensure American safety? And does that mean a longer footprint in Afghanistan? Yeah, I don't even know where the commander in chief is at this moment. Is he in the situation room? We don't know. He's missing in action. We don't know where he is. But to your question, we have to do right now whatever it takes to rescue over 6,000 Americans, which the Secretary of State, the, the Biden team has been all over the map about how many Americans are still left in Afghanistan. And, and, and just yesterday he said they, that there are 6,000 Americans who are trying to get out. So we know that at least there are 6,000 Americans behind enemy lines. We, we, we expect that there are a lot more, but he's saying there are 6,000 who want to get out. And then there are thousands of more that they don't have contact with, that they, they, they claim either don't want to leave for some reason, which doesn't make any sense either in a Taliban-led uh, Afghanistan. But right now we have to do whatever it takes to rescue those Americans. I, 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 I've supported all along leaving Afghanistan, but at the same time leaving a light footprint of counterterrorism special operations forces. That's what I called for under President Trump. And by the way, President Trump never shut the door on that. He supported keeping a light footprint of special operations forces there to prevent what's going on today from happening. It wouldn't have happened on his watch, but we can get back to that in the days to come. This is all about what we're going to do right now to rescue over 6,000 Americans to get them out safely from behind enemy lines. And I don't have confidence. I've served on the Armed Services Committee. I'm a veteran. I'm one of the most recently deployed members of Congress who served on the ground in Afghanistan. I do not have any confidence that this administration is going, going to be able to get that done. You have not yet heard from the president, neither have we, in about 30 seconds. Um, exactly how long is the president allowed to be silent when there's an attack on U.S. forces? He's been silent for the better part of a week. He's appeared before cameras a couple of times and read scripted remarks. He won't, he won't take questions directly from reporters. All of the questions have been scripted and pre-screened 
to this point. I mean, you and I both know, Tony, that this, this commander-in-chief is incapable of leading, and I believe he's incapable of, a- of answering tough questions. Let me tell you something else I learned this week. We've had, we've had several closed-door classified briefings with the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and others on the Biden team. And I can tell you, Tony, every one of those briefings I walked out of, what they said behind closed doors is a lot different than what you hear come out of the mouth of the President of the United States when he appears in these scripted, staged press conferences. And that's deeply troubling to me, too, because the president told us all along this wasn't going to happen. There wasn't a threat. Right. He's the one that ultimately made the decision to do that. So either he's lying to us and he knew this was going to happen or he's not talking to the people that he has surrounded himself with who are leading these operations. That was my conversation with Congressman Jim Banks. I appreciate him taking the time. The latest has up to 12 U.S. service members murdered in this attack. We need to be clear about something. Um, we have now been, I'm going to say this started at 10 a.m., producer Ari? Around 10.45. Is that, is that when it started at 10.45? That's when it broke to us. Okay. So that's four hours at, at this moment. And we have not heard a thing from the White House. Not a thing from the president. Not even to say a prayer. We have heard nothing from the Pentagon other than a confirmation that Americans were killed. State Department canceled their briefing. There has been no White House briefing. If you want to know what abdication of leadership looks like, there it is. The cacophony of sound calling for the removal of Joe Biden is going to be massive. The problem is it will not be in unison. And there will be people on the political left who won't care. And I won't even argue that they don't care. It's just they got to get their other political things done. Oh, well, it's just some people who died. We should have been in Afghanistan. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go infrastructure. They have to be pushed to the side. We simply can't abide this. I don't think that the United States should get into panic. I oppose panic. Take a breath, everyone. This is horror. Say your prayers. Take a breath. Get the Americans out. Get the Afghan allies out. And then get Joe Biden out of office. Why? Because Joe Biden isn't going to walk back in and punch people in the face. You're not going to see three days, as Major Mike Lyons, a former CBS News radio military analyst, explained. Three days to get Americans back in, take back the Bagram Air Force Base, and then sweep through the country, killing Taliban members and others like it's their job. He doesn't have the strength or the temerity. He won't do it. He engaged a terrible policy, an ignorant withdrawal, failed to connect the military with state to figure out how to get this done properly and has now murdered possibly 12 Marines. And with him in office, you will have a demoralized force that will have no interest. I am not saying they're going to love President Kamala Harris. I am saying that America owes it to itself to protect itself. And that can't be done with Joe Biden.
and Joe Biden in being silent for four hours has proven he's not up to the task either. I'm Tony Katz. The reports keep coming in, guys. And I'm going to tell you to tune in to Hammer and Nigel starting at 3 o'clock for updates on what's going on in Afghanistan. Let me give you the basics. It was chatter. It was talk about an imminent attack that was going on from yesterday into this morning. That's our time. The nighttime has fallen on Afghanistan. It was a bombing at the Abbey Gate, A-B-B-E-Y, the Abbey Gate there at Hamid Karzai International Airport. That is the airport in Kabul where the evacuations have been taking place. This bombing took place there and a few blocks away at something called the Baron Hotel. You have a mass group of people concentrated into a small area, which meant mass casualties. As Jackie Heinrich reported to me directly in our conversation uh, that we had uh, off air, the purpose, according to those in the know, was to cause chaos and engage mass casualties, possibly to put an end to the evacuation to create more hostages in Afghanistan. This attack supposedly put forth by a group called ISIS-K, far different, if you will, than the Taliban and al-Qaeda, except for, of course, some underpinnings of Sharia, which connects them all. ISIS, not seeing things like the Taliban that just wants the United States out, declare their victory, and have control of the society, and, of course, ruin the lives of everybody therein. ISIS wants to kill Americans. Taliban, they want their power. There is a slight difference in those things. The idea that the Taliban engaged this bombing attack is is near nil. That some people are putting forth that the Taliban asked al-Qaeda, because they have a tremendous amount in common, uh, to engage this attack would not make any sense at all. It would really be the the uh, Taliban saying, we are are, are are really that brazen. And they're brazen to a point. This doesn't seem like the work of them. What we know for sure is that we have four Marines who were killed. There is reporting of at least 10 Marines who are killed. Fox News is going with this reporting as Brett Baer is discussing through Pentagon sources. Other sources that we have seen out there is that as many as 13 service members are believed dead. 20 of our troops wounded, 10 of them in critical condition. That is some of the reporting that we're seeing. It could be a very different number an hour from now. I can only give you what I have. We have not been able to confirm in any way this 10 number, this 11 number, this now 13 number. We haven't been able to confirm it, even though I have seen it from sources I know, like, and trust. But when we talk about these things, if I can't get it in a couple of places and be able to really dial it all in together, well, then I I can't bring it to you honestly and say, absolutely, this is it. Done. What comes next? That's the conversation. Because I'm here to tell you that I don't think it's going to be any kind of military maneuver or operation. 
Joe Biden has not spoken to America. Joe Biden has supposedly been in the Situation Room with the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, the Vice President, Kamala Harris, via video because she's in Hanoi, Vietnam, with the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. But we have not heard from them. Only a statement from the Pentagon confirming that American service members were killed. The State Department canceled their briefing, and it seems, yes, the White House will not have a briefing today. They could come out with a statement any second. They could have Joe Biden approaching the podium sometime. Hammer and Nigel start at 3 o'clock. They'll have it for you, and if Joe Biden should speak, they'll have it for you live. Don't go anywhere. Say a prayer if that's what you do. Say two, what the hell? Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.